Welcome to the Paleo View. I'm Stacey Toth, best-selling author and co-creator of PaleoParents.com, where we focus on real-life solutions for families seeking help. I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, New York Times best-selling author and creator of the Paleomom.com. I'm passionate about improving scientific literacy around public health topics. I like hashtags and bone broth. And I'm just a super nerd. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I mean, it's, we actually technically have a few more days left. Mm-hmm. Uh, it cannot come soon enough for me. I'm going to be honest. 2016 was not my favorite. Not, I don't think it was really anybody's favorite. I mean, maybe like three people. <laughs> um, yeah, so the number those, of- those three people didn't like Star Wars or music or... <sighs> Poor 2016. 20,000. Thank you. Thank you 2016. For keeping, keeping this show, Switzerland, by stopping your list right there. I totally yeah, just. Totally. There's plenty for everybody to have feelings about. Yes, there is. Yeah, or are? Yes. Is? Yes, there is plenty. Yes. Spoken grammar, apparently. <laughs> not not going to be working in my favor tonight. It's fine. It's optional. Um, it's not optional. It's a podcast. Grammar's a thing. <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes. Um, yeah, I actually, my husband is even showing me like more like memes and tweets of, cause there's a lot of them, right? Like, uh, you sent me one. Um, you know, my husband's had a few where he's been like, here's, here's yet another comedian or writer or somebody who's <laughs> posted, Basically, like 2017 can't come soon enough because 2016 has expletive deleted, expletive deleted balls. Yep. Um, so let's talk about 2017. Let's look forward. You know, I'm a planner. Did you know this about me? Uh, maybe just a little bit. A little bit. So I'm, um, I'm a person who actually has to work really, really hard to be in the present and to appreciate the present. So my natural like place where my head is, is in the future. So I'm always thinking about, uh, what's next, what's on my to-do list, what am I going to do? What's my next goal? It, and I, I, that's very much my sort of natural, my natural inclination is to just be thinking ahead. Um, and planning ahead and planning for contingencies. And, and that's just where my brain goes. And I have to work really, really hard to remind myself to be in the present, to enjoy what's happening now. Um, and that's, I mean, that's something that probably like yoga and meditation over the decades has really helped me do successfully. I don't think that's necessarily something that came as part of my paleo journey. I think it was something I've been working on for longer than that. Um, but I, I'm definitely, I'm sort of naturally a person who, who likes to, to plan ahead. And that's one of the reasons why I'm sort of a natural resolution type person. So I think we mentioned last week on the podcast that, you know, it's like, I, I do, I, I make New Year's resolutions, but I don't just reserve resolutions for New Year's. I make them whenever 
I need to. And sometimes I just make them because it's Tuesday. Um, and so for me, you know, when I, if I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm, I like to challenge myself. I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely better with cold turkey approaches to change. Um, and I'm definitely better with, I'm going to start this today. It's not tomorrow. Today. And I'm going to do it for, you know, this period of time. And I usually make it way longer than is actually necessary. So like when I first started paleo, um, I, I had read about it for, for a couple months um, trying to decide if this crazy thing was worth trying or not. And then when I decided I was going to do it, it was, you know, I'm starting it the day that I get back from vacation, which was August 31st, 2011. And I'm going to do this thing for three months, right? So like Rob had his, you know, try it for 30 days, see how you look, feel and perform. And I'm like, I'm going to see Rob's 30 days. I'm going to raise him and I'm going to go three full months. Um, and so I do that a lot as I'm making resolutions, right? So I try to do very um, habit-centered resolutions rather than goal-centered resolutions. So I'm going to, you know, work to, um, you know, make sure my caloric intake is, I, I never have days over, you know, two, 2,200 calories or something like that, rather than uh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, right? Like the, 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 those should, the habit should lead to the goal, right? To not have the occasional, and that's always been my issues, right? The occasional day where I eat way too much. Um, it used to be almost all the days and now it's, far fewer days, but it's still a bad habit that I have to work on uh, keeping reined in. And so I'll periodically have to create a resolution that is about reining in that habit. And it, I usually try to make it for several months so that by the end of that period of time, it's easy and it's natural and it's not, um, you know, like the you know, three and four week challenges that are so common, especially um, as New Year's resolutions. For me, I, I look at those and go, they're designed so that you start them and then you finish them. I want to do something that's designed to build good habits that I'm going to be able to maintain afterwards. So I have a very different approach to resolutions, but I'm very fond of them and I'm looking forward to making some for 2017. My resolution started in 2016, um, which is that we're going to do more and spend less. We are a family that has too many things. And so we're putting the money that we would put towards, you know, buying insane amounts of Legos or whatever, and instead doing activities. So I um, have had a difficult end to 2016, as we talked about, but the boys were so excited about Christmas this year, which we were kind of uh, nervous to see how it would go because we didn't do a lot of presents for the boys. Um, we just got them like a couple of things and there were a lot of things on their list that they didn't get at all. And then um, Santa brought them suitcases. And so we uh, told them that we were giving them the gift of travel this year. And they all got really excited about it. So 
I'm cool. Yeah, I'm so excited. So we're going to California in um, January. We're flying into San Fran and then going down to LA. We talked about that before. And the kids officially know. We got tickets to um, Alcatraz for a night tour with Cole. Uh, the little boys aren't going to go with us. Their uncle's going to watch them. And then... Um, we also got tickets to Warner Brothers Studios, which um, has Batman stuff. <laughs> if you know anything about my yeah. youngest son, you know that he... I mean, I'm pretty sure the first time I met him, I asked him what his name was, and, and he, he said, said Batman. Batman. Yeah. It's so, like super deep. Yes. Like, how did that... Come out of a three-year-old? Such a tiny little body. Yeah. 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 Um, so he still loves Batman that much, and... Um, <laughs> Like legitimately thinks that he can be Bruce Wayne when he grows up. And I'm like, how are you going to become independently wealthy? He's like, I'm working on it. <laughs> like, okay. Um, wait, wait, does that mean he has? To- yeah, we've talked about that. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be. And he's like, no, no, I won't. We'll start our own story. I'm like, okay. Um, so we're going to do Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Studios, and they also have different Harry Potter stuff, uh, for those of you who know that I'm a freak show fan. Um, and they have the actual hat that does the sorting, so we can be sorted into our houses officially, which Ooh, would be super I gotta, cool. I got to find out how that goes. <laughs> and um, let's see what else are we doing. So then uh, that's January. Then in... Um, April, we're going to Florida. Matt and Cole are going to WrestleMania. It was supposed to be Matt and his brother, Andrew. And so Cole is going to go in Andrew's place and they're going to take a poster board cut out of Andrew so he can go. Um, so they're going to do their little bonding experience, which would be nice. Um, and then the rest, the rest of us are all going, but we're going for WrestleMania. Um, and then, we are also um, going to Chicago, Matt and I, to see Hamilton, which is super exciting. And um, then he got me surprise tickets to see Cursed Child in London. And he and I have never internationally traveled before. So it'll be the first time that either of us goes to England and we'll be going to London and seeing Cursed Child, which is like, if you understand Hamilton tickets, like our style tickets are even harder and more expensive to get in the States. So, um, yeah, so we, we have so much stuff planned and then we're, we're also got some shows that we're going to see like at the local, well, not the local theater, but it's the Kennedy center is, is our local theater. And then, um, we also have Bruno Mars concert tickets. Uh, that was a present for Finn. So we're just working on experiences, um, over things or doing more instead of buying more. Um, it's kind of our philosophy for 2017. Sounds super exciting. I'm like, I've never had this many things planned, this much travel, all that kind of stuff. I mean, we've done book tours, but that's not the same kind of like fun travel, you know, like I have work. Yeah, I have a non-work associated trip planned at least like every other month of next year. And I'm like, whoa, that's exciting. <laughs> um. Yeah, we had, uh, you know, my husband's contemplating going to a, a conference in the summer in Europe. And we had the conversation of like, well, what would that look like if we all were able to go? But it's so hypothetical at this point. 
um, because it really depends on whether or not he's even able to go in the first place. Um, But I I love the idea of being able to do more traveling. Um, We've we've been talking about things in our area that we haven't done yet um, because we started talking about it in terms of uh, doing something new while my mother-in-law is visiting. And we ended up with a really long list. And so one of the things that we've talked about is like, maybe this can be our like 2017 list because we could go to, to like, we could do one big outing like every six or seven weeks and get through this list this year, which like all of a sudden that's, that doesn't sound so bad, right? It's like every month and a half. Okay. I can do a big, you know, full day or weekend sort of adventure. Um, but we've, we've been, trying to think it's a little bit more local um but of course um for us it's 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 a fun it's a fun way to explore um i've been really it's interesting because i knew we were going to talk about resolutions and as i was saying about 20 minutes before we started recording uh to my husband and my mother-in-law i'm like wow i'm gonna have to really make some really fast now before, before we start, before we start dialing, I have to really think about this. Um, I came up with uh, a really, I, I thought it was, it's kind of a silly resolution, uh, but one of my New Year's resolutions is to wear an apron while cooking. This seems like a smart life choice. Right? So I never wear an apron and I'm not, it's not like bad things happen frequently to me while I'm cooking. But, you know, there's times where I have to like spray stain remover on my shirt in the evening because I got grease on it. Or if I'm baking, then I usually look like I got attacked by the Pillsbury Doughboy. Um, and so I, I was like, but it, the, it wasn't preservation of my clothes that motivated this resolution. It was the fact that people just give me aprons. And I guess it's because I cook, but it's – I think I've been given four aprons over the last year. And uh, I, I never I never wear an apron. I've bought myself beautiful aprons and I've still never worn those. And so I'm like, I have a huge collection of aprons that I never wear. And I could be protecting my clothes slash making amazing fashion statements um, and utilizing thoughtful gifts all at the same time. Like I said – Smart life choice. <laughs> so, I mean, that sounds like a kind of a silly resolution, um, but it's something that I actually have to th- think to do, right? I have to think to open the cupboard and pull out an apron and put it on as I start cooking. It's not a natural, um, it's not a natural thing for me to think of until, you know, oh, I'm done. Oh, an apron would have been a good idea right then, right? Like that's, I, I think about it when it's too late. So um, that's one that I thought, sort of as a more personal resolution rather than a family-centered resolution. I, I need to work on this this thing. Um, and then I make this resolution like every three months. I'm making it again for January. But I'm making a resolution to roll out and stretch for 20 minutes before I go to bed. That's uh, pushing your bedtime to like 6 p.m., sorry funny just had to Um, you know so that's that's actually one of the struggles for me because you know as I'm pushing book deadlines and I'm still trying to keep really engaging high quality content up on the website so I'm spending a fair amount of time writing for the website 
every week, as well as trying to finish up uh, Paleo Principles. And then I have another book that hypothetically will come out either late 2017 or early 2018, depending on how the next few months go. And so I've gotten very much in the habit of working, getting a little bit more work in after the kids go to bed. And then all of a sudden, right, it's like I have to get up at six. So my light really needs to be out by 9.30 or 10. So if I work for an hour, then all of a sudden there's not a ton of time to wind down and get ready for bed. And so it makes it easy to say, oh, you know, I don't need to stretch or roll out. It's a it's a really easy thing for me to um, just kind of like let fall to the wayside. But I feel so much better whenever I can get into that groove. Um, you know, my um, form is better at the gym. My muscle recovery is faster. Um, I generally just feel more energetic and less inflamed. And I'm assuming that has something to do with the lymphatic flow that happens when yeah, you definitely. roll on a foam roller. Um, and so I, you know, I, I really do. It's one of those things that when I do it, I feel amazing, but it's, I've never been able to keep it going for more than a few weeks. So, you know, I'll get into it. I'll get it. It'll be wonderful. I'll keep going for a few weeks and then I'll skip a couple of days because I don't know. We started watching Westworld. Have you been watching Westworld by the way? No. Oh, you will need to watch Westworld. We are watching Pitch. It's about a female professional baseball player. Did you watch Lost? No. You never watched Lost? I mean, I did in the beginning, but J.J. Abrams and TV shows just drags on too much for me. Okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, for any of our listeners, if you enjoyed Lost, then you have to watch Westworld. It has It's a completely different plot and a completely different thing, and there's no smoke monsters. But it has... I'm enjoying it as much. It's at the same level of intrigue and twist and um, uh, unanswered questions. And for every question that get, gets answered, there's three new ones. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really, really enjoying it. It's on HBO and the, the whole first season has already aired. It was only 10 episodes, so it's not a tremendous time investment, but massive pitch for a TV show. I watch so little TV. <laughs> it's like we watch typically, I, I mean, I might total three hours a week. Um, and so, you know, when I, when we find something that's that engaging and it's so enjoyable, like I really only watch anything that I find super enjoyable because I watch so little. Um, it's always like really like, oh, this is super exciting. This is really great. Um, so there you go. It's completely irrelevant. Um, but yeah, so I, I just find it's it's really easy to get distracted from rolling out. And um, and then it's hard to then find that 20 minutes again. Like as soon as I've lost the flow of that resolution, then I have to like find how do I restructure everything so I have that 20 minutes again. Because I it doesn't work for me if it comes off my sleep. So it has to be sort of rolled into my evening time in a different way. So that also has, has hit major, major resolutions. It's kind of, yeah, I guess those, those things don't, you don't want you can go like wear an apron and roll out. I don't plan on doing those things together. <laughs> I mean, you could, I, I think, could. I think rolling out's a really great idea. I know when I um, would post pictures of me stretching and rolling out, people would always say like, how do you get so flexible and consistency? Like, 
that's, that's the thing. And it definitely does help with blood flow and all kinds of good stuff. Um, so do it. That's exciting. I I actually need to do it today. Can I tell you why? Hmm. So I did the sort of 12 days of Christmas inspired workout today at CrossFit. So there's a lot of different versions of this. Um, but my box has their own sort of like the one that they've made and they have every single year. And, um, I went on Instagram and found my post from a year ago so that I could match all of the weights that I did a year ago and to see if I could beat my time. And I beat my time by over six minutes. That's awesome. Right. From 32, 32 to 26, 27. And it wasn't, I was, I was one of the ways I was, man, I was hardcore last year. This is not, this is pretty much what I would be choosing to do right now if I wasn't trying to beat what I did last year. So I was, I was my, my coach was like, yeah, you probably used the 25 pound kettlebell. I'm like, let me look. No, 35. No, I, I definitely was using 35. You probably use the 20 pound slam ball. Nope, 30. <laughs> so I guess the only thing that I would say, because I know, Sarah, you and I have been doing this for probably our fifth, sixth, seventh New Year's, whatever, whatever the math on, on the sixth. So it must be my seventh. Um, and I think what I've learned to take away is kind of how you framed it, which is, you know, think about, I think about things in context to where I want to be long-term and not, you know, how I feel short-term. Although I don't think that it's ever a bad thing to say, hey, you know, I had <laughs> quite a few sweets this holiday season. I want to do less of that going yeah. forward. I just, I'm not, I'm guilty. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like we can, we can all say that, but I think how you approach it. Um, and for me, I have to actively think about things in terms of framing it that way versus saying like, oh, I want to not eat sweets for a little while, you know, versus like, I need to get back on track. It's a snowball that's gotten out of hand and I'm going to get back on track or I'm going to make a choice to do this or, or that sort of thing. And I think that leads me to a much healthier mind frame. But to those those of us who've come along this journey, you know, I would also highly recommend that everybody consider that we all started somewhere. And there might be someone in your office who approaches you about um, the ketogenic instant pot cookbook that they got for Christmas, or, um, you know, some, some other um, you know, fad diet or some challenge or something that they want to do. And what I found works really well for me is to talk about the components of what they're doing that I think are really great. And then also say, you know, and if you have any questions about how to get in more vegetables, because you find yourself really being drawn to, you know, cheese and bacon, let me know. I have a lot of experience with that. Um, And I think, if you can find a way to frame it to be supportive of those around you and let them find their own path and journey just the same way we all have, that people are actually more willing to listen and engage versus being told what to do or or what not to do because really people are just going to do what they want anyway. Um, 
that's that's my that's my word of wisdom going into 2017 is just to try for me it's it's worked well i've had so many people from different aspects of my personal life um that have come to me and asked different kinds of questions that i wouldn't have imagined you know there's there's a woman in my office whose daughter runs track and she was trying to add on more muscle and that woman came to me and said you know I know that her team is just all about carb loading, but she's not able to keep muscle on that way. Like, what do you recommend? And I was able to have a conversation with her and give her recommendations about, you know, more protein, especially on the days that she lifts and to not rest on, not to do cardio on the day that she lifts to alternate those days. And she was able to put on muscle and she got scholarships to Ivy League schools based on her track record this year. And so there's little things like that in my life that, you know, for me, from a personal aspect that had nothing to do with my blog or this podcast or anything like that, that was just like me being open and available and someone that the people see in the office eats salad with tuna on it on a regular basis. And they were like, hey, <laughs> you you seem like you might have some thoughts on this. Maybe give me your opinion. And so I'm able to look at that and say, like, that was really successful for me, not because, you know, I tried to tell her what to do, but because I made myself available to where when she was ready to get advice, she asked for it. And so the more we can all do that, the the better it is. Yeah, I definitely think that's um, one of the things that I think happens this time of year is we're all talking about resolutions and we're all talking about goal setting. And as we sort of talked about at the beginning of the show, um, you know, our approach, having come from, you know, both of us being morbidly obese, um, both of us having eating disorders, um, you know, one of the things that I've learned is that in order to maintain a healthy relationship with food and my environment, I need to think about things in terms of habits rather than in terms of um, judgment. And I, I can't personally separate a goal from a judgment for myself. Um, so I can't say my goal is to lose 10 pounds without judging myself as fat. Like those, those things go together and they're not always necessarily that extreme, but they, they come in the same package. And I think that also extends beyond our own thinking about what we want for ourselves as we think about this brand new, fresh, wonderful new year. Um, and it extends to how we talk and engage in conversations with those around us who are also setting goals and trying to make healthy changes. Um, and so I'm sort of the same. I, you know, I have my books and my website is my place where I put out my information. Um, so when it comes to personal conversations with people, I, um, I will be there as a resource if they need it. Um, but I don't like to go out and tell people what to do or, you know, like I don't want, I don't want to be that person who goes and just like, Oh, you're eating a bagel. Did you know all the bad things about bagels? Um, and so I think that we can set good examples in how we approach our own health and our own habits um, support those around us. And I think when we start engaging in conversations, when our neighbor, or our best friend says, 
oh, I want to do this challenge um, because of goal slash judgment. Um, I think that's a great opportunity to um, bo- give some affirmations to the person that we're talking to, um, but also gently steer in that habit direction rather than uh, the sort of short-term challenge direction. Um, with the exception, I think, of challenges that are really designed to set the stage for habit formation. So for example, in um, my online sleep program, Go to Bed, um, there was a, I, I put a tremendous amount of thought into the structure of that challenge to design it so that, you know, it's not really supposed to end at 14 days. It's supposed to wind you up that then you work on maintaining those habits moving forward. Um, and so it's really geared at habit formation. There's a huge section in the book on habit formation and the way that the, each step of the challenge builds is also with habit formation in mind rather than, um, rather than setting sort of strict rules or setting, um, like a really rigid structure, like some of the paleo food challenges throughout there. Um, and so if anyone is looking for a cool challenge for January, um, you can actually sign up to do the January go to bed, sleep challenge for free this year. Um, you can get more information on my website or you can go to let's see if I can make, I have to make sure I get this right. The slash go to bed. All is one word dash challenge. And then you can sign up um, and join the January group challenge for free. We can uh, definitely put a link in the show notes. Definitely. So it's a 14 day challenge, but it's completely geared at better habits surrounding sleep. Um, And it really tackles uh, a diversity of diet and lifestyle choices that impact sleep. Um, So it's really looking at improving sleep quality while also making sleep a priority. Um, And it's, you know, people are, they, um, there's a sleep score that you can, you can quantify your sleep. I guess it's technically semi-quantification. Uh, before the challenge and after the challenge. And people typically will see, you know, 15 to 20 point improvements in their sleep scores just over that period of time. And it appears to be maintainable. So um, people are still finding that their sleep's improved looking weeks later. It's kind of one of the fun things about getting getting data like that. Like I'm like, oh, wow, look, I've got numbers that show this works. It's pretty cool. Um, and then I get to nerd out. So it's even more my favorite thing. Numbers Um, and nerding out. That is a holiday present right there for you. Right. Isn't it? Um, then I get to plan ahead and then all the good things, (laughs) all the good things. Um, so for anybody who, who, um, is trying to figure out still what, how they're going to challenge themselves, um, to be healthier in, in 2017. Um, the reason why I, I wrote this book on sleep is because it's such a linchpin. It's such a personal linchpin for me, but that the science also shows that that's the case when we're getting enough sleep, our stress response are more measured. Our performance is better. Our, uh, food choices tend to be better. Losing weight is easier. And it, so it tends to make all of the other, harder choices that we have to work hard to keep as good habits, it makes all of those easier. Um, and so I always think that that is, you know, especially for anyone out there who is 
struggling to stay on track, um, sleep and stress are the, are the two places to look as, as being the things that are um, undermining our efforts. So if, if you are one of those people who, you know, feels like you have to go on a challenge and then you fall off and you go on and off, um, rather than looking to different structures of rules or different, you know, different types of challenges or different groups or different accountability methods, look at sleep and stress because those are the things that are, uh, for most of us, um, are getting in the way of our abilities to make better choices. Um, and as soon as we can manage stress better and get enough sleep, typically it makes everything else easier. And I would say just to expand on that idea, um, the concept of taking things in components um, is uh, something magical instead of feeling like you need to do all or nothing. You know, we've talked about the euphemism before about going from McDonald's to grass-fed liver meatballs and not finding... Side of kale. Right. Not finding success with that method. For most people, that's that's not going to set them up for success, you know? So this idea of baby steps or, or tackling things one at a time, there's no shame in that. Like, there, that's why we wrote our book. And I know Sarah's got a ton of information on the different levels, um, of health and, and prioritizing certain things and certain foods, you know, for, for both of us, we want you all to be your healthiest selves and you aren't going to be your healthiest self. If you try to do something for the short term and not set yourself up for long-term success. So the more you can approach this, you know, whether it's coming up with a schedule for yourself to say like in January, I'm going to get more sleep. And here's my plan to do that. And in February, I'm going to, you know, get physical exercise two times a week. And then by, you know, July or August, you're up to, you know, exercising five times a week and eating better or whatever. Like everybody needs to come up with lovely. I really like that. I really like the idea of um, framing New Year's resolutions as a plan a baby step plan for the year I, th- I think that's genius did you just come up with that because that's that's really good I mean I kind of did write the book on that <laughs> just, real life paleo is maybe a little bit little yeah bit. I'm just applying okay. real life paleo to a new year's resolution but I, that's because that's what works for us I mean it's not like I'm selling my book well, it's and that, it works for a huge number of people yeah and while I do very very well with cold turkey approaches I do very very well with iterative cold turkey approaches so cold turkey on you know, I'm going to start rolling out every single day. And then when I've got that, you know, mastered, then it's going to be another small thing that I add. Yeah. Like that's when I, when I take on something and I'm like, everything's out of control, I'm going to do everything perfect. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to take my supplements. I'm going to get sleep. I'm going to eat great. I'm going to, you know, walk, I'm going to do this I'm going to do that. And then the minute that I don't do one of the things, because I don't, I haven't built in a structure for habit of that stuff. Like I either forget or it falls off or I do something else. Like the minute that I lose one of those things, it's like everything crumbles and I fall apart because I become so stressed out and frustrated that I've taken on too much. Right. And so for me, whether we're calling it iterative or, or long-term or setting yourself up for success, or we've used the word sustainability before, like all we're trying to say is think about your health long-term. Here, here. Awesome. Well, we hope that 
2017 brings us all a breath of fresh air. I know the it feels like the entire world is just ready to start anew. Um, so to everybody, cheers with a glass of kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> Ching. Hope that you have a wonderful New Year's and that we all wake up to have won the lottery on New Year's morning. All of us. All of us. That would be the most amazing thing. Uh, Well, Happy New Year, everyone. And thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next year. Oh, snap. Thank you for listening to The Paleo View. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping for our favorite paleo products on the sidebars of our individual websites or by donating through PayPal. Happy New Year! Wow, that was really loud and intense. Matt got me a new headset and you are all up in my space. Really? Try one more time. And if this doesn't work, we can just use the one room. Okay, Matt like touched the microphone and now he thinks it's going to magically work. Is it any better? It's like a bajillion times better. (laughs) She said it's a bajillion times better. (laughs) Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.